Amen. Just stay standing with me just for one second as we look into the word of God tonight. First Peter chapter one, verse three says, all praise to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again. Why? Because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live with great expectation and we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled beyond the reach of change and decay. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive the salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. Church, be truly glad because God has raised Jesus Christ from the dead. That is why we're here today. That is why we sing. That is why we celebrate because Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. Now, we had a Good Friday service earlier. It, it was a somber, quiet, reflective time. The focus was on the cross. The focus was on pain and death and suffering. It was not a high energy service. The pre-service prayer, the band wasn't going, all right guys, let's get out there and make them laugh today. That, that was not the point of Good Friday. But church, it's not Friday anymore. It's not Friday anymore. And today, instead of focusing on the cross, we focus on an empty tomb. Today, instead of focusing on death and on suffering, we focus on life and on freedom. Today is a day of joy because Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. Amen? Amen. Let me pray for us tonight. Jesus, we just pray in this place that we would hear from you today, that you would be put on display, that your name would be honored, that you would be glorified. Tonight, that you would draw people into your presence, that you would draw people uh, just to sense you, to know that you are here, to know that you are real. God, I pray that your word would come alive tonight, that your spirit would move tonight, and that we would give you a celebration that is worthy of a resurrected king. And all of the church who believes that together said, amen. amen. You guys can have a seat. All right, well, how are we doing? Awesome. Well, it's good to see you all here today. Thanks for choosing to uh, celebrate Easter with us. And a big Easter shout out to everyone watching at our South Campus location. Happy Easter to you guys. You moved on up to theater number three. It looks good on you. Fun stuff. Uh, if this is your first time at Crosspoint, uh, again, I just want to welcome you here tonight. Uh, if we've never met, my name's Mark. I'm the lead pastor here at the church. And it is our desire today that we, you wouldn't just have someone tell you that Jesus Christ is alive, but that you would see it and experience it through everything that happens in these services. We, we absolutely believe that we serve a risen Savior, and it changes everything. Question for you, have you ever seen a magician actually pull off a really good trick? Right, like a trick that they did and it leaves you astounded and confused and amazed. I remember as a kid watching all those David Copperfield TV specials. Did anyone else watch those? And I remember watching that and, and just being like amazed at the stuff that this guy did. And he would go up on stage and all of like his supermodel helpers would be up there. And which I think is his first magic trick that he convinced supermodels to do magic with him. But they would get up there with these big crazy saws and they would saw him in half 
And, and, and we'd just be like, what? How did you do that? And like lights are flashing, 80s techno music is pumping. It's like, oh, this is the best. I remember one episode, one special in particular, where he cut his body in half and actually walked his legs down a set of stairs. And I was like, what? That's crazy. And you're always left wondering, how'd you do that? But you never find out. He's just like, I'm awesome, roll credits. Fast forward a number of years, and I remember watching uh, a different magician, also named David. His name was David Blaine. And I remember his special when he was just walking down the sidewalk, and in front of a huge group of people, he just levitated. And I'm like, oh, and I'm, I'm a little bit older at that point, and my first reaction is, demon! Right? Like, his, he freaked me out. His eyes freaked me out. But he was completely different. He didn't have lights. He didn't have 80s techno music. He just did crazy stuff walking down the road. And it was incredible. And again, it always left you wondering, how did you do that? And so I think, well, for me anyway, and maybe some of you, after you watch those, you're always left like, no, I could do that. I'm going to grow up to be a magician too. I'm, those Davids are rich and famous and have supermodel friends. I also could do that. And so I tried to teach myself some magic tricks. I tried to like learn some really cool things that I could pull off and it always went pretty terribly. Um, my favorite though to this day that I'm still capable of doing, I think maybe a little bit, is the ability to shove a pencil up my nose and pull it out of my ear. Allow me to demonstrate. Cue the 80s techno, just joking, we really should though. I'm prepared. All right, here we go. Are you ready? Are you guys ready to watch this? I know that's a souvenir for someone you can take that home keep it forever see that's really bad and you all know how I did that so I'm not rich or famous but my supermodel wife is pretty impressed so absolutely see here's the thing about magic tricks they really don't have a point Right? There, there's no purpose being served other than maybe entertainment, other than maybe a little bit of laughter and people are like, ooh, neat, or ooh, that was bad. Right? But, th but that's it. It's just like, look at me, I'm amazing, and then roll the credits. Just be impressed. See, sometimes I think we do Easter a disservice because we talk about the resurrection like it was just some kind of fancy magic trick. It was just this thing that Jesus pulled off. He's like, hey, look at me, I did a thing. And, and everyone's left just kind of going like, how did he do that? And some people think, well, obviously there was some trickery involved. Obviously there was some camera angles. He was optical illusion. There was something going on there. It was just kind of a fancy magic. But really, if you believe that, then what? Hey, guys, I raised myself from the dead. And then, did he just go home? Did he check the internet to see if he had gone viral yet? Like, what, what did he do? That, that's certainly not the point. And sometimes we get stuck asking the same question about Jesus' resurrection as we do when we watch David's perform magic on TV. We're just kind of like, well, how did he do that? How does a dead guy come back to life? How does a dead guy walk out of his tomb? But here's the thing that I want to talk about today. The resurrection is not a thing where we ask how. The resurrection is something where we have to ask ourselves, why? Why? Why would he do that? Why put yourself through an unbelievably painful, horrific crucifixion if only just to come out and say, ta-da, need a guys? Is that what he did? It, was that the whole point? 
Is, is that what Jesus wanted to do? I'm, I don't think that's how Jesus rolled. I, I'm pretty sure that's not the life that Jesus lived. He was never interested in putting on a show. He was certainly capable. He certainly did some pretty wild things that led to a whole bunch of crowds coming to show up and watch him. Had he wanted to be rich and famous, he absolutely could have been. Helping blind people see, walking on water, turning water into wine, that's a great way to make some friends. You know, he, he could have absolutely lived that life. I can picture him like zipping up alongside his disciple friends, like, great magic show tonight, Jesus. They're called illusions, Peter. to the seven who got that, thank you. But Jesus never does that. He never grows up to try and be rich and famous. He grows up to be a homeless man who gets executed by the state. So you don't ask how about that. You ask why. Why would he do that? What was in that for him? What was the point of Jesus and his resurrection? And so today, when we talk about the resurrection, I want us to talk about how it's a resurrection with a reason. It's a resurrection that has a point and a purpose, that has significant impact for you and for me, for all of us. There, there is a resurrection, and it comes with implications that can change the world. And see, sometimes we miss it. We turn, we turn Easter into just a celebration of spring. Hooray, it's spring. We should have a party. You know, it's, and let's admit that it's nice that the snow is gone. It is nice that the temperature is in double digits. It, it is fantastic. But church, that's not why I'm here to preach tonight. I, I'm excited that spring's here. I like to eat chocolate. I like that people bought new pastel plaid to wear. It's great. <laughs> but that's not why I preach. We're here tonight because we believe that Jesus literally, physically, died, and rose again from the dead. That's why we're here. That's what we believe. we believe. We don't think it was a trick. We don't think it was an analogy. We don't talk about it like a metaphor. Jesus went down to bring us all up again. It's like, no, no, we actually literally believe this happened. We believe that Jesus lost his pulse. We believe that he was wrapped in grave clothes. We believe he was put into a real tomb with a gigantic stone rolled in front of the door. And we believe that he was dead on Friday afternoon. But on Sunday morning, that stone was gone and there wasn't anyone in there. That's what we literally believe. We believe that he was walking around after that, that hundreds of people saw him, had meals with him. We really believe it. We think that it's the truth. And I, look, I know that some of you don't. We have people here every weekend that don't. That's great. We're glad you're here. But I do have one question for us today as we talk about the resurrection, and, and it's this. Would you want to know the truth even if it was completely different from what you currently believe? Okay, just ask yourself that. Are you interested in knowing truth, even if it's wildly different from what you currently believe? I think that's a question we have to ask ourselves all the time about everything. You need to wrestle with that. See, sometimes, sometimes I think we don't actually want the truth. Sometimes it's easier and more convenient if it's not the truth. Jack Nicholson was right, and we can't handle it sometimes. <laughs> right? right? Here, for example, I don't want you to tell me the truth about the nutritional facts when I'm midway through a meal. Right? Halfway through a quarter pounder. Do you know that's approximately 150% of your daily caloric intake? Like, no, I don't. I don't care. Don't tell that to me. 
right? It might be true, but I don't want to know about it. And sometimes we're like that, except about things that are much more significant than your food. See, are you willing to believe that something is true, even if it's not your current preference, even if it's not your current desire, even if it's outside the realm of what you currently think is possibility? Because here's the thing, we often just believe what works for us. We often just believe what we're comfortable with. We often believe what's going to help us the best, or at least that we think is the best. But what if it's not true? What if something different is true? What if this is true? Have you wrestled with it? I mean, it's been my life's goal to know truth, to seek the truth. It's now my, my job to try and preach the truth. But man, I had to wrestle with Jesus. I had to wrestle with the resurrection. I had to wrestle with what it was I actually believe. And I think everyone has to. Do you believe this is true? I think you need to ask yourself that at some point. Because if it's not then the most impressive part of that magic trick is that we're still talking about it 2,000 years later, that millions upon millions upon millions of people around the globe right now are celebrating the resurrection, that millions of more of them have gone before us and even given up their life for it. If that's all for a magic trick, well done. But I don't think it is. Magicians don't get that kind of long-term glory. Can anyone name another first century magician from Jerusalem? <laughs> name a celebrity from the first... You can't! It doesn't linger. It doesn't last. There's got to be something to Jesus Christ. I'm fairly certain David Blaine will be a very small footnote in history come the year 4017. But Jesus Christ, church, still going to be there. There's something to it because it's true. It's true, and we think it matters. It's the why behind the resurrection. So here's why we believe, and here's why we think it matters. We have to go back to the passage that we opened with in 1 Peter. And again, it says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again, because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And now we live with great expectation. We have a priceless inheritance. An inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And then it says, so be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. So there is a lot of the why in there about the resurrection. The first one is this. Firstly, it means that Jesus Christ actually was who he said he was. He had to have been. Right, Because when you're a guy who says, I'm going to die, and then I'm going to come back to life a few days later, and then he pulls it off, you, you should probably give that guy a second thought. You, you should probably give him a second chance. He, that's a, a fairly bold claim. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And everyone's like, well, I'm not so certain. And then he rises from the dead. You're like, okay, maybe. Maybe you really are, right? If Jesus does not resurrect from the dead, he dies just another guy. Just another teacher. Just another carpenter. Maybe just another magician. But I guarantee you, we don't know his name in 2017 without the resurrection. The resurrection forces you to look at Jesus Christ and say, maybe there's something about this. Maybe there's a little bit of truth in here. Maybe this wasn't just some phenomenon that has miraculously lasted for millennia. 
what if it's true? The resurrection gets us there. Another reason why the resurrection matters so much is that it means that Jesus has defeated death. See, Jesus didn't just die. When he came back to life, he defeated death. He claimed victory over death. I know that sounds weird to some of you. You're like, I didn't even know we were fighting death. <laughs> but we are, aren't we? I mean, isn't this kind of like the one thing we haven't figured out yet? How do you stop it? How do you prolong it? Our smartest scientists on their smartest day can do nothing to stop the impending march towards the day your lungs will give your last breath. Can't fix it, don't know how. We certainly try, we certainly try and prolong it. That There's anti-aging cream and there's all kinds of exercise and healthy benefits. There's great surgeries. There's all kinds of things that we're learning about how to try and avoid certain diseases and so on. That's great, use them all, try everything. You're still gonna die. Right? Awesome. This is the good news you came to church for. But listen, through Jesus Christ, we now believe that that death is not the end. We believe that when you breathe your last, you're not done. That there is more life that comes after death. In fact, it's the real life that you discover that comes after death. There is more to it. That's the great expectation we read about in verse 3. That is the priceless inheritance we read about in that passage that there is a day coming when we will have a new life and a new body and a new earth and things are going to be the way they should be, the way they were intended to be all along. Because doesn't it seem unfair to just live in a world of pain and suffering and have it end with death, roll credits? I mean, what's the point? Why would you do that? Why would, is, is that what millions upon millions of evolutionary years were supposed to get us to? The wonder of, of evolution. We've, we've fought and risen ourselves to the top so that we can suffer and die. Is that your worldview? I mean, it might be, and you're welcome to have it. See, I think that's kind of depressing. See, we believe that there, there is more to life than this life. That there is something better that follows. People are, how can you follow a God who, who does, I mean, you look at the world and there's pain, there's suffering, there's chemical warfare, there's, there's bombs, there's famines and dread. How can you serve a God who does that? I don't. I serve a God who fixes that. I serve a God who came to be the remedy to the solution to all of that stuff. We serve a God who says everything got flipped upside down and I'm here to turn it right side up. I'm here to put it back the way that it was supposed to be. None of those things are on God. That's because we are broken people who do awful things in a sinful world. It was never God's plan. That was never his intention. But he came to fix it. And he came to make it right. And he does it through the resurrection. He defeated death and said, it's not the end when you die. But there is a better life. A life that will one day have no bombs, no chemical warfare. There will be no borders. There will be no racism. There will be no injustice. But life will be as it was supposed to be when God first created the world. But then Jesus died. And everyone wondered, is that it? That's when he gets back up. That was his statement to death that says, you don't win. You don't get the last word. 
This world isn't all there is. Death did not have the final say. Jesus walked out of that grave so that someday we could too. That is a why of the resurrection. It's a resurrection with a reason. In verse 6, it says, so be truly glad. People wonder about Christians. How can you be happy in a world like this? Because there's more coming. And I know that the end is going to come for some of us, and your anti-aging cream is only going to go so far, and your pulse will stop someday. But we have a priceless inheritance that will be for all days. Amen? See, finally, the resurrection doesn't just change my future, though it changes my right now. It changes my present. The resurrection today gives me hope. It gives me purpose. It gives me meaning. It gives me joy. It gives me a mission. It's behind every single thing that I do. I don't get that from a dead man. I don't dedicate my life to a dead guy. I don't care about preaching things that a dead guy said. Why? Because half of them would have been lies had he not risen from the dead. See, I believe that Jesus changes me right now. Through Jesus Christ, that change is not just a thing we look forward to, but it's an event that drastically transforms your everyday life in the here and now. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The word the there meaning he's it. He's the only one. And we believe that. There are no other ways. Salvation today and a resurrection for tomorrow but only through Jesus Christ. But what he does for us now is he makes us brand new. And all that nastiness that clogs up our hearts and our souls and our minds, all that awful stuff that you see all around the world that people are doing through salvation, Jesus says, I take that out of you and throw it away and I make you brand new. I clean you up once and for all. See, Jesus wasn't the only person who died on the cross. Your sin did. Your sin was crucified to that cross. Your sin went into a grave, but your sin did not come back to life. It is still dead, church. And so we have life. We have it today through Jesus Christ. We find our value and our worth in that. And in fact, this is what, this is what salvation does for us. I love this paraphrase from the message translation. It's Romans 9.25. It says, I'll call nobodies and I'll make them somebodies. I'll call the unloved and make them beloved. In the place where they yelled out, you're nobody, they're now calling you God's living children. Isn't that great? That's what salvation does. He says, you're not just a nobody, you're someone. You're, you're beloved, you're priceless, you're my child. I created you, I had a, a hope for you, I've got plans for you, and they're good, and you want to be a part of it. That's salvation. He says, I'm going to change your life. He turns nobodies into somebodies and gives us hope and value and meaning and purpose. That is only, again, because of a resurrection. Only the resurrection. It's a resurrection that says, look at this man, Jesus, because he's more than just some magician. Otherwise, why are we still here? It's a resurrection that says death is defeated. It's a resurrection that says sin is defeated. It's a resurrection that says there's hope for tomorrow. And it's a resurrection that says there's joy for today. That's why we celebrate. That's why we're here. That's why we're glad. But how did he do it? I don't know how he did it. He's God, but I know why he did it. And that's what matters. And he did it for you and he did it for me. And he wants all of us to be a part of that. That's a gift he offers us, this salvation, this life after death, 
this hope for today and hope for tomorrow. It's a gift, but all we have to do is accept it. That's all you have to do. And so we want to give you that chance today because what if it's true? What if this is right? We believe that it is. And so we would obviously want to give you the opportunity. And if not, that's a quality, long-running magic trick. But I don't think it is. And so we're going to give you the opportunity to accept salvation from Jesus. How do you do that? It's quite simple. Romans 10.9 says, If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. See, it all hinges on the resurrection. You have to believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, and then you simply declare it with your words, I believe Jesus. I accept your salvation. It's a resurrection with a reason. It's the reason we're here. It's the reason we have joy. It's the reason we sing. It's the reason that we wake up with hope tomorrow, no matter what today looks like. It's only because of a resurrection. What if it's true? What if it's true? I'm going to get us to say a prayer together. It's simply the prayer of salvation. If you're here tonight and you're sensing that God is calling you to say this prayer, maybe for the first time, maybe as a recommitment, then I'm just going to invite you to pray along with us. And we've got some stuff for you. If you're here tonight and you make a decision to follow Jesus, uh, we want to help you and come alongside you. We've got new believers kits at the back that someone will hand you on your way out. It's a Bible. It's some next steps. It's some how do I do this? What does this mean? We, we want to give you everything you need so that you can follow Jesus the, the best possible way that you can. But all you have to do now is simply accept this gift. And so let's pray together. Repeat after me if you're feeling the need to do this. Jesus Christ, I invite you to come into my heart. I ask that you would cleanse me of my sin and my wrongdoing. And I pray that you would give me your salvation. Make me new today. Fill me with joy for the promise of heaven. And I accept your gift of the Holy Spirit in my life to help me in the days to come. Jesus, save me. I believe that you rose from the dead for me. Amen. Amen. Uh, if you're here tonight and you prayed that for the very first time, uh, we, we really want to know that just because we want to pray for you. We want to know uh, who made that decision so we can help you. And so I'm just going to ask if you would be so bold to raise your hand so that we know who you are and where you are. And um, if no one does, that's fine. But I would, I would love to know if anyone has made this decision. So if you prayed that prayer tonight, could you just put your hand in the air so that we can be praying for you so that we know who we're looking for? Is there anyone tonight that said, I need Jesus. I needed salvation. I accepted that tonight. Maybe you're here tonight and you weren't feeling so bold. You're still wrestling. You're still wondering. There's actually a space on those red hello cards that said, I made a decision to follow Jesus. If you feel more comfortable filling that out and dropping it in one of the offering boxes, we would love to hear from you in that way as well. He is good, isn't he, church? He is reason to celebrate. Amen. And so let's get on our feet one more time and let's sing to the God who gives us a resurrection with a reason.